Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Friend of a Friend. Today on the show, we are answering one of the most frequent questions that I get asked from entrepreneurs. Is investing in PR really worth it? In today's world, whether you're a brand builder, an entrepreneur, or a content creator, PR truly feels like the Wild Wild West. It's a whole new ballgame. Tabloids are out and clicks are in. But as a new brand, how do you truly make a splash and get your name out there? And how do you know the best avenues to invest in? Enter Megan Vaughn, an old friend of mine and someone I came up with in the fashion industry, the founder of MVPR. She's the PR guru behind all of your favorite social media brands like Meow, I Amuse, RUMI, Urban Sophistication, Love AJ, and many more. So today she's giving us the rundown on what public relations really is. She also gives us her best advice on priming your business to catch a publicist's eye for representation and what clicks really move the money needle. I hope you guys love today's episode. If you haven't followed the show yet, find us wherever you listen to your podcasts and make sure you follow us, rate, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in and have an amazing week ahead, everyone. Here's my conversation with my friend, Megan Vaughn. Hi, how are you? Hi, honey. How are you? I'm good. I haven't seen you in so long. I mean, I was actually thinking about this and I'm like, when did I see Liv? I know. I'm truly so excited to have you on the show today and be catching up with you because I feel like it's been so long. You're someone that I have really learned so much from over the years in the PR space. And I have a really kind of special spot in my heart for people that started their companies, started their careers around the same time I did. And I got to kind of watch them come up and grow and really be so successful. And you're one of those people that I often reference all the time. And even to this day, I have so many friends who are starting brands who are looking for personal PR. PR is something that I think I can say with 100% confidence. I am asked about once a week and you are always my reference point. So I'm so excited to have you on today and to be able to hear kind of the gems of your experience with my audience, who I know is really fashion-based, really savvy in that world, and probably has so much to learn from you. Oh, well, thank you so much. That is so sweet of you. And I'm like really grateful to be here. I love to hear that people are asking about PR. I think that's amazing. Big time. Big time, big time. It's, it's really, honestly, it's such a weird thing because I think that people don't really understand what PR is. And this is the biggest issue that I deal with day to day is that there's really no education surrounding what PR actually is and what we offer and do day to day. And I think that there's a lot of confusion because I obviously, we work with a lot of emerging designers. That's my, something that I love to do. 
And, you know, a lot of people come to us and they kind of think that the PR element really is also marketing. It's also sales. It's also this, you know, and the reality of the situation is is that it's its own thing completely. So I think there's such an importance to having PR when you do grow a brand. It's like, you know, if I had a brand, it would be something that I would 100% invest in. But I think it's really about transparency and educating clients nowadays because, you know, there are so many brands out there. Everyone has a brand. There are only so few editors, as you know, and people are getting, I mean, hundreds of thousands of pitches a day. So how do you take a new emerging designer and really put them, you know, in front of an audience that is going to love the story, understand the story, you know, tell the story properly? You know, so I think it's really, really about educating. And I think it's, you know, something I deal with day to day. And I always have to kind of take a step back with the client and be like, listen, we are not responsible for this. PR is not something, you know, that really you can quantify numerically. And that is something that I think gets very tricky for people, especially, you know, a little bit less of the artsy folk, the people who come in with a real business mind you know, for them, it's very much so about, okay, like, what is the ROI in terms of numbers, this, this, and that. And that's just not something that PR is necessarily going to be able to, you know, give you right away. It's more about that brand awareness. It's more about building that story over time. It's like PR takes months and months and months and months, and there has to be an investment long-term on both parties. I love that you just brought that up because I think that that's something that I often reference and I haven't maybe been able to articulate that in the best way. A lot of people ask me what an integral kind of pivotal moment was when I started my career. And I'll never forget, I was writing, I was in college still, I was starting, I had just started my Instagram and I got an offer from Forbes to go to the Victoria's Secret show in Paris and cover the show for their Snapchat. I had never worked with Forbes before. It was a brand new opportunity. And I sat there, I remember with a bunch of friends at the time, and I was like, guys, like Forbes is not paying for me to go out there. This is kind of one of those things where if I'm there, I get to do it. And if I do it right, it could open the door to a million Mm -hmm. things. And all of my friends around me were like, whatever you got to do to make it happen, invest in that moment because that's a PR moment for you. Absolutely. Go out there, get on that Snapchat, get in front of new people, network in that in that moment, who knows, maybe you could end up working with Victoria's Secret as a content creator, like put yourself in that position to experience and you have to put yourself in the position for opportunity. It's not going to come to you. I love what you were saying in the beginning about how people actually don't really know what it is. So can you kind of walk us through the general landscape of like your day to day and the services that you provide for brands? Of course, of course. So, you know, traditionally, I mean, traditional PR has really just shifted. It's completely different. So when I started in PR, I was really, you know, I mean, I had worked at a lot of small boutique agencies and I learned a lot of amazing things. And, you know, I was in LA and then I moved to New York and then I had an opportunity to move back to LA and, you know, take a really amazing job with RUMI, which was obviously started by Rumi Neely, who is like an OG fashion blogger. And this was kind of at a time when Instagram wasn't obviously was not what it is now. And, you know, people were not being paid. It was just completely different landscape. So I really took what I learned there. I mean, every celebrity, every model, everybody wanted this brand. And we were really able to blow that up very quickly with social media. So, you know, from there, I was like, I want to move back to New York. I'm not really an LA girl. And, you know, I wanted to be back in the city. And so I'm like, I'm going to take everything that I've learned here and I'm going to bring this to New York and I'm going to start my own thing and see how it goes. 
And so I've really taken this kind of non-traditional approach to PR and brought that into MVPR. And I think that that's why we've been really successful is because not every single brand has the same strategy. Not every single brand is going to work the same. And due to that, you know, we're offering different services. So we offer kind of a la carte options where you have your, obviously your traditional PR approach, which is you know, traditional media pitching, you know, we do obviously like desk sides, there's like a new collection that's showing, you know, we'll do media pitching for digital and print, you know, storytelling on behalf of the brand as a whole to really kind of capture that moment and really give credibility to the brand. Because having, you know, a a write up on Forbes, having a write up on Vogue, all of that is like really, really important. And it gives so much credibility to a brand. So that is something that we do, you know, we have that department. Then we also have kind of our VIP and influencer team, which, you know, now in this day and age is like majorly important and just kind of what drives every single brand. So our clients are really coming to us to have their product placed on the top eight girls, the top, you know, all of the top celebrities, you know, Bella, Kendall, Gigi, you name it, all of them. And, you know, having a presence on those women while also being in Forbes, while also being on these top tier outlets is really what gives a brand this amazing story and really builds, you know, longevity. And it I think a lot that- of buzz. Like if I'm, if I'm seeing like a celebrity wear a brand and then I see that they got a Forbes write up and then I see them in street style, I'm like, oh, I got to jump on this train. What do they say? It's like five, how many times to see something before someone buys it now? I don't even know. Maybe 90 at this point. It's changed. I think it's maybe 30. I thought it was in the twenties. I thought you had to see something yeah. 20, it was 20 something times before you buy it. Right. So 20 times. So you can't like, unfortunately, Bella and Kendall and whatever, they're not going to wear this product 20 times. It's like a one and done. Most sometimes they wear more than once, but a lot of the time with apparel, it's once. And, you know, so having that, but being able to take that and go to press and then having all of this amazing press coverage on it, and then having all of these amazing micro influencers and macro and mid-tier and everybody also wearing the product, you're just building this major buzz and people start to see the brand. And that's when you start to see things take off. We'll be right back after a quick break. It's about to be wedding season for me, and we've all been there. I'm searching for outfits. I want to look good, but I just don't want to break the bank. And if you're like me, I always want to try something new and not look like a bridesmaid. So here's my best kept secret as to how I'm always in the best new thing. It's called Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service, and for just $88 a month, you can get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. You'll get access to thousands of styles from more than 300 brands, everything from party dresses to premium denim and one-of-a-kind vintage pieces. Newly stock styles in a range of sizes too, plus maternity. You'll get fast and free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, you'll get the option to buy what you love at a discount, sometimes up to 70% off. And Newly has everything we need to be bringing our closet up to speed for new seasons. So you can say yes to all the summer trends, all without feeling that fast fashion ick. Orders are shipped in recycled, recyclable, and reusable totes with no plastic packaging. Renting through Newly means you get to wear more, sometimes thousands of dollars worth of clothing, while spending way less. Newly Shared Closet helps curb that must-buy-something-new feeling when you get one of those exciting events on your calendar, which I'm experiencing right now, all while giving you new things to wear. Newly's already at a really great value at just $88 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $10 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FRIEND10. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code FRIEND10 and sign up to get $10 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with the code FRIEND10. 
newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Now let's get back to the show. This is so fascinating because I think that people really have this idea that PR is what it used to be, which is like, okay, I just want to get an editorial. I want to get a write-up in Harper's. I want to get a Forbes write-up. But there's a whole other side to this in the influencer VIP world that really runs the show. And it's just so interesting to see how dramatically this industry has shifted. It's wild, Liv. I'm telling you, it's honestly so weird. When I started, there were no influencers. It didn't exist. Like it was not, it, it did not exist. And all of a sudden it is like the most important, biggest deal. It's the biggest thing. And I think that's the issue that a lot of larger, traditional, big, amazing agencies they have that real old school traditional approach that they're not shifting, they're not changing. And totally. with, with us, it's like, okay, TikTok is here. Like we need to be the experts in TikTok and what is to come. So I want to get into this a little bit deeper because I actually often get asked about gifting. People are, I think if you're the average person who's not in the industry, gifting yeah. is like an enigma. But right. clearly as, as what you just said, it is so crucial for what you do. What is kind of the, your ethos with that? Like, is it something where you're just like, I'm going to gift these 15 people and hope that one of them posts it? Yeah. So with gifting, you know, at the end of the day, PR really comes down to relationships. That is the right. most important thing. So, you know, a lot of, I've, I've had a lot of people come to me very scared with bad experiences from PR in the past. And, you know, we really try to, for me, the most important thing about, you know, as an agency and with my clients is being very transparent their success is my success. We're still a small agency and we're growing. So I don't want to ever overpromise and underdeliver. You know, I want to be really transparent about what is feasible. And we have access to really so many amazing women, men, you know, everybody that we're able to, you know, put together an amazing gifting list. You know, the client most of the time is approving this. We're kind of going back and forth on strategy. Some brands have, you know, more budget to allocate tons of units. Some are very, let's keep it really tight. And that's why I think the stylist relationships are so key because you really need to be able to work with these top tier stylists while also gifting simultaneously, but work with them kind of in a loan capacity. So, you know, we can go to Carla and Danny and be like, Hey, you know, we want to work with Kendall and, you know, Haley, here are exclusive pieces that no one's seen. We'd love for them to be the first to, you know, to wear, to see, Mm, to have, but you know, we go that route. And then from there, we'll also tap them for gifting. And sometimes they wear it the next day. Other times it's down the road, six months, you know, and that's the thing with gifting. Totally. You said something earlier that I think is so important. And I talk about it a lot on this show because it's been crucial to my entrepreneurial journey. You said that the key really to being a good publicist is networking contacts and just having this like really kind of wide net. And I'm a huge believer in that. I like that's something for me, again, that has just been so crucial to my career. There are so many people that I met in my early 20s like you that I still work with all the time and I still hear from all the time. And I would love to hear a little bit about how that has worked for you. How do you feel like you've made these really strong connections in your field that have allowed you to actually get these incredible placements for brands? Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really, I mean, that, um, that is the number one thing in PR. Every single publicist, agency, everyone's going to be like, we have relationships, we have relationships, but do they really have relationships? You know, that is the thing. And at the end of the day, there's always going to be a 911. Like PR is just insane. It really is like, there, it takes a certain person to deal with this. I will tell you, it is very special. Totally. So every day is, you know, there's a 911, there's a this, there's that. And you have to be at a point in your career after you've been working, obviously, for, you know, several years 
where you have people on speed dial that you can call and be like, Hey babe, this is going on. Yeah. I need a favor. I need this. You know, like, can you, can you help me out with this? And that is something that without having those things, it's, you know, it's, you're not going to get too, too far. You know, there's always chance. There's always luck, but building and strengthening these relationships are key. So, you know, for me, obviously I've been working in PR for 10 plus years and I started with these relationships very early on in my career. And because I started my own agency, it was myself for like three years. And then I had an assistant and I did everything that I could. I mean, every single stylist, every editor, every this, I was all over the place. I was making every relationship. Were you sliding in the DM? Were you emailing? Like, how were you getting in front of those people? Emailing. So a lot of emailing, DM a little. People would DM like, hey, you know, but more just like an email. And then also just people connecting me a lot. My entire business has been built on word of mouth and relationships. I have not done any proactive outreach to any clients. Every single client has been through, you know, I started with this brand and they had this friend and they referred this person and this. And it's so lovely. And that's how it goes too, with just the relationships internally. And, you know, obviously now that, you know, the business has grown, I've been able to hire, you know, a team of nine you know, we, it's, it's definitely, I'm still very much on the ground in building those relationships and continuing those to have those, but I have an amazing team that I've been able to build that also helps, you know, take that to the next level. And they come in, I want people on my team that know more than I do. You know, I want people to come in that have new, exciting relationships and are able to help like really just help these brands grow. And, you know, I'm just so lucky to have found such a great team that just really kills it. So it's been great. So you have amazing clients. I always am like so happy when I see an MVPR email in my inbox. Aww. I'm like, something's coming. Aww. You have clients from like Meow to Lack of Color, all brands that I feel like are brands that I love, but also are digital first brands. These are brands yes. that came up on Instagram that have massive followings and really built their brand on that. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. I've also really appreciated that about you because I think it's such an interesting angle to take as a publicist. I feel like, I don't know if it's intentional, so correct me if, I, if I'm wrong, but it feels like so many of your, of your brands are these digital first social media, like amazing marketing, amazing followings, kind of it girl brands. Yeah, that is and correct. I, <laughs> yep, I thought so. Yeah. I would, I would really love to hear, you know, because because of the fact that I do get asked so often from friends who have brands, hey, when should I do like, like, should I go get a publicist? Like what angle should I go from? I would love to hear from your end. What criteria for you is important when you're actually looking to take on a new brand and how maybe a brand can optimize themselves to be appealing to a really successful publicist? Yeah, of course. So, I mean, I think this answer would has definitely changed for me over the years. If you would have asked me this in the, you know, five years ago when I started this business, it would have been much different. Now that, you know, we're somewhat established and, you know, we're really, we're growing, we have an amazing clients. What I'm really looking for now is that brands that I personally would, would wear myself and promote, I, I really need to love the product and I need to know that other people will love the product. You know, at the end of the day, you know, there are brands that don't have budget, but I'm like, this brand I know is going to blow up and I want to be a part of that journey. I want to be a part of helping them grow. And I'm like, let's do this together. And then, you know, there are others who come that have like really major budgets. And I'm like, this is just not the right fit for us. It's not, you know, the vibe. And, you know, so it's definitely a, a little bit of a fine line. Budget is very important, of course, but I think that 
you know, it really just comes down to what are, what does the brand stand for? Are they putting out more than just the clothing? Like, is there something in the ethos of the brand that is really speaking to community, building a community? Is there a give back component? Like what is special and makes them stand out? Because at the end of the day, there are so many brands and there are so many special brands, but we can only take on so many. And I want to curate a really strong group of brands that have amazing, you know, founders that love what they do, that are passionate about it, that know their own brand story. Because I can't even tell you how many times I've had people reach out for PR and they don't, they don't, I feel like they don't know their own brand, you know? And I'm like, you have to know your brand and who's your, your customer and your target audience. And, you know, so knowing that is definitely really key too. We'll be right back after a quick break. If there's a question I get asked so often on Instagram, it's how I do my slick back bun. And while I'll share all the details on that soon, I have to share the actual real tip and trick to keeping my hair healthy all while getting to do that. It's my scalp. Did you know that the way to healthy hair starts with actually a very healthy scalp? A little care goes a long way for healthier looking hair, which is why I've been using Way's scalp serum. I know we all love Way, but this product is the best. It balances, hydrates, and soothes irritation while creating an ideal environment for your hair to thrive. Just drop this skincare-inspired serum on your scalp daily and leave it in. Morning or night, wet or dry hair, it truly couldn't get easier. So I wash my hair every other day. So usually on my day off, I'll add it to my scalp and throw it into a clip so it really soaks in. And on wash day, I'll add it to my scalp while I'm blow drying my hair. It's filled with adaptogens like Arctic root, Siberian ginseng, and chaga mushroom. It's the perfect treat for your hair that really goes a long way. There's hyaluronic acid for hydration and a healthy barrier for all those slick back fun days. Of course, it's all vegan, gluten, and cruelty-free ingredients in 100% recyclable packaging, and it's safe for color-treated and chemical-treated hair. The way to healthy hair starts with the scalp. Shop Way's all-new scalp serum by going to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code FRIEND to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use the code FRIEND. You know that there is nothing that I love more on this show than being able to support female-owned businesses. So I'm excited to tell you guys today about a new brand that I have not stopped wearing all summer because it is just so good. It's called Surlicote. Meaning on the coast, Surlicote aims to bring a sense of vacation to your everyday life. What a dream. From resort wear to work from home wear, they have you covered. It's owned and operated all by women and made in LA, just like me. But the clothing is just so chic. It's loved by some of your favorite celebs and influencers because it's essentially your perfect vacation wardrobe with beautiful matching sets, loungewear, and dresses. I've been living in this blue paisley set that I got from them. It's a crop top that times around my neck and towards my back paired with really loose matching pants that are just so comfortable and so effortlessly chic. It's cute for a day at the farmer's market or you can dress it up for drinks at night. I also love this zebra print dress that I got. The fit is so perfect. And really, it's just a fun print for summer that makes you stand out in all of the best ways. I also love their mission to reduce waste. They produce in very small batch orders only, and they ship in sustainable packing materials. All of the orders arrive hand-wrapped in a simple compostable bag. As I said, there's something for everyone, from slips to skirts, cute tops, and so much more. And I'm just so happy to support this amazing brand. You can use code FRIEND at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. Visit shopsurlacote.com to find your new favorite summer fit. That's shop, S-U-R-L-A-C-O-T-E.com and use code FRIEND for 20% off your first purchase. Now let's get back to the show. 
you have to really love something to put all of your love and attention and steam behind it. Yeah, hundred percent. You have to. And that's the thing. If you want to be a publicist, like you have to love it because it's a very thankless job. It is totally. like, you know, it just is. And constant have- pitching every day, like oh my gosh. constantly putting that. I think it, I don't want to say, and you can like totally be like, eh, that's not the best way to put it. It kind of is a shameless job. Oh, it is. It's a shameless yeah. job and a thankless job. But that's all of the things. So you have to really be like, I know it's a little thick bit skin. Like, I think you need a thick skin to be a publicist. But I also think you have to be a major people person. 100%. You have to be a people person. You have to be able to like something that I'm trying to teach like the younger team is like, I need you to be able to pick up the phone and speak on the phone with authority with, you know, like I can't, I'm like people, you know, kids are like scared of picking up the phone to order a pizza. I'm this literally was like, the most, oh, I just had full body chills because this was the most important thing that I learned at my first and most formative internship at Teen Vogue. Yeah. I was really shy. And like, I, maybe I am of that generation. I'm the text DM generation, email generation. Picking up the phone was really foreign to me. I was mm-hmm. at Teen Vogue and I used to have to call like coordinators. I used to have to call yeah. things. And I remember my first few, few times calling, I was really shy. And my boss was like, you've got to just do it. You've got to have the confidence like picking up the phone and speaking to someone directly and putting yourself out there is so powerful if you can get over that like weird hump. And I, I totally agree with you. I think it's something that's like really overlooked today in business in general. It is so overlooked. And it's like, I just got a little chill too, because my very first job, I was working at this boutique PR agency in LA. And my boss at the time, this was just, again, completely different time. No celebrity, no influence, no influence or none of that. She made us pick up the phone and call editors and ask them what they were working on. Like, hi, what stories are you working on? Like, that was the way that you would pitch. Like, you would actually, like, obviously there was email, but you picked up the phone. That's like not a thing anymore. You know, and I'm like trying to teach the younger kids. I'm like, listen, guys, time to do this. Pick up the phone, speak to the client, don't mumble be proud of what you've accomplished because they've done the work. So I want them to speak to what they've done, you know, and be proud of it. Also, it's a two-way street. Editors are looking for content. You're looking for, for like a, a press hit. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a two-way street. Absolutely. And also, so obviously, because I'm a writer for Forbes, I've been put on all of these emails, these email blasts and like <laughs> skim links and like, okay, so oh, those God. listening who are like, Olivia, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. In PR, there's like a thing that, that, I guess some publicists will do where like they send blast emails of like news alerts or like they'll send me like a brand with their launch and like all of their skim links. And it's like a totally generic email sent to a bunch of people. Do not do this. If you're someone who's like trying to get into PR or has a brand, like do not do this. Like make it as personal as possible. It's horrible. And like, I literally blocked them all and like hit delete. Meanwhile, like there's probably some good stuff in there, but if they reach out to me personally, like this whole conversation we've been having is like, it truly is all about this personal, real yeah. human relationship. Like this whole passive, like, hey, I'm just going to pitch a thousand people and hope someone bites. Like it goes yeah. straight to my trash, everyone. It goes no. straight to my trash. Honestly. And that's, and it's, yeah. and it's scary because that's the thing is that there's, there's only so few editors. If you're a small agency, you're representing X amount of brands. You have to pitch the same people over and over. So you have to be very cognizant of like what you are pitching and it has to be thoughtful. It's like, you should not pitch a beauty editor, a fashion launch, because you, that, that is like, it's just, it's disrespectful to the editor that you don't know what they're working on. You're wasting your time. It's just like, it doesn't make sense. 
it is so easy, you guys, today to literally go. Here's an example. Go on my Instagram. Hey, Liv, like, hope you had a great 4th of July weekend or a great, like, yeah. I was just in Hawaii. Great trip in Hawaii. Like, I hope you're enjoying summer. Working on this new product, I think would be a great fit for your socials or a great fit, maybe the founder to come on your podcast. Like, yeah. it's that simple. Right. And it it's not that the email simple. that's this long. It's like the short, sweet, hey, let's talk about that. Do you want to get a coffee and we can meet up and talk about this great project that I'm working on? Yeah, yeah. I say 100%. this often because people people ask me about how I pitch the show and I say this all the time. You know, anytime I'm pitching a big celebrity who would be a big get, I always go in there. I try to find, I will like get stocky. Like I find their agent. <laughs> I try to see who their agent's following on Instagram and maybe one of those people has been on the show and then that will catch their attention. Like you mm-hmm. have to be so specific with that stuff or it's just yeah. going in the trash. 100%. And you sound like a publicist right now because all we do is stalk. Like I have never, I think I'm- You gotta stalk. Be- Oh, we are like stalkers. I have like six stalking accounts that I follow everybody that we gift and we're searching for the placements. Like it's not normal. Like we get really deep in there, like their fan account. So fun. Yeah, it, it is fun, but it takes so much damn time. You're like, you know, all of the people that you're gifting for all of the clients and it's, it's a thing, but we are stalkers. That's a good tip though. That's a good way to kind of keep it all consistent. Yes, get a stalker account follow everybody that you've gifted. And then, you know, I mean, this is like, I, I sit here and I have to go to the point where it says no more posts after the past three days. I would love to hear from, obviously you have, you do work with so many brands. You have so many incredible contacts. What today for you is the most powerful moment of PR? Is it a gifting Instagram? Is it an editorial hit? Like what really wields the power for a brand? In this day and age, it's celebrity, 100%. So, you know, getting that celebrity placement and then taking that to all of the outlets to then get all of those credits that link back to the website, that is the sauce, that is the gold, that is that. You know, it really just is like celebrity is everything. I mean, I we pitch and the response is like, who's wearing the brand? You know, that's a lot of what we're hearing. So I would say that the most important thing is at this point, right now in time, is celebrity. Okay, guys, you heard, you heard it here first. Yeah, I mean, and it's like, it's always the same ex people. And I'm like, we need to expand our lists. Like, for me, I'm like very into like the up and comers and like who's going to be cool next. And like, you know, because that always happens. It's like, who here's Olivia Absolutely. Rodrigo, you know? There you go. And she's amazing, love her. But it's just, it's wild. Everyone like, you know, the same 10 girls over and over and over. And I'm like, we need to expand this. (laughs) Where do you feel right now for a fashion brand, the biggest growth opportunity is when you're looking at press, getting getting their name out there? Yeah, I mean, I think that kind of maybe the biggest opportunity that people need to be looking more so inward at is just really having a strong story and a strong sense of community. I think that that for me is the most important thing. And where I think brands can really grow is, you know, it can't just be putting out the product anymore. Like, what do you stand for? Where is the voice? Like, what do you speak to? And I think that there's a lot of room for growth there. And I think that that's where I personally would love to see brands growing more because you know, there's so much going on in the world. There's so much craziness. And I think that when you see the brands who are really speaking out to what is happening in the world right now, you have that sense of kind of connection to them. And I think that that helps with the growth of the brand that helps storytelling that helps with everything. So I think having that component is key. 
And then really being able to take that with all of the other amazing components that we can offer, you know, the press pitching, that influencer gifting, the celebrity hits and this big, beautiful story, tie it with a bow. And then that's what we can put out in the world. And that's what we're pitching. And that is what's going to help, you know, land those solid placements and celebrity hits, I think. With placements. And I feel like this is kind of a random question, but I have to ask you because I feel like it's so highly talked about all the time. Yeah. In print placements, digital placements, which one's more powerful? Do print placements matter? I mean, listen, the digital is where it's at. I mean, that's it, it drives its sales. It's right to the website. It's like it, that is key. However, I don't want to say that print is dead because it's not and it can't be. I don't want it to be. You know, having a market page in a print magazine is not, you're not going to see sales from that necessarily. But to have that as kind of like, out and to have that as kind of like, here's my, you know, editorial in vogue, like that's something precious and special that you'll always like have. But you know, that's not, that's not a priority when we're pitching. It's really going to, you know, the digital outlets with a news feature, you know, we want, yeah. if, you know, you have a client who's showing at fashion week and they haven't been on, you know, Vogue runway yet. Like that's a lot of the client's goals is really getting that kind of review, you know, or going on, you know, Vogue writing and kind of giving that announcement piece. Or even still, you know, women's wear daily trade media, like incredibly important for news. And then, you know, supplementing it with a lot of those like shopping guides and things like that. Love an indie. I think the indies are major. You know, they're so great. Lots of different editorial shoots and stuff that you can kind of play around with there. But yeah, definitely digital is where it's at. We'll be right back after a quick break. This podcast is brought to you by Waterdrop. We all know that you feel better when drinking enough water, but sometimes we just need a little push. And Waterdrop has the perfect solution that encourages you to drink more water, but in a really sustainable way. Waterdrop is a small and convenient effervescent cube that adds flavors, vitamins, and even caffeine to your water. It's easy to use even on the go. With a wide range of flavors from berry to fruity, citrus to herbal, drinking water has become super easy and fun. I really like the Vibe flavor. It's refreshing for summer with goldenberry, rosemary, and peppermint. But if you're not sure, you can get the value set with all of the flavors. What I love about it most is that sustainability is core to their mission. Their packaging uses 98% less plastic and CO2 emissions than pre-bottled beverages. To reduce single-use plastic bottles, they also offer some gorgeous glass and steel bottles in lots of beautiful designs. Steel bottles are great for summer and they keep your drinks ice cold for up to 24 hours. Whether you're working from a home or the office, in the car, at the gym, Waterdrop is honestly so easy to use. I take it with me everywhere I go and I drink so much more water. Just one drop of the micro drink cubes in your water, wait a few seconds and bam, you've got a delicious drink that keeps you hydrated. Try Waterdrop and enjoy the benefits of drinking more water easily. You can head to the Waterdrop website and get a special 15% discount for listeners of this podcast. You can browse their large collection of micro drinks, glass and steel bottles, crafts, glasses, and more. So head to Waterdrop, W-A-T-E-R-D-R-O-P.com and use code FRIEND for 15% off at checkout. Now let's get back to the show. There was something I saw this morning that I thought was fascinating and I wanted to bring your way. Edelman Mm -hmm. PR, which is like one of the biggest PR companies in the world. Like they do like Ikea, the PR for like Ikea, eBay, like Samsung, any major corporation, you name it, they do the PR for they just hired Harris Reed, 26-year-old, amazing, yep. incredible designer who is just so major. They're incredible. Right. They're going to be Edelman PR's new CEO. 
and they're going to kind of be like a correspondent for Gen Z trends and like where the audience is at and just kind of like tracking how Edelman can better target their PR for these brands. And I thought that was genius. I mean, honestly, that is absolutely genius. And that is the forward thinking where it's like, you have to know what TikTok, you have to know what's next. And that is, I've never heard of anything like that. I love it. Amazing. I need, I need one of those. (laughs) Also huge for Harris. Like I'm a huge fan of theirs and like everything that they do. And I just think that like, this is just such a cool job to have. And I I think that that's such a forward way of thinking for these big corporations. Because at the end of the day, like these book corporations still need to have people who are in the weeds of like what's going on in culture today. And like, I think yes. of it's real to me, it's really, really reminiscent of like Virgil Abloh, who was like tapped mm-hmm. to do all of these very yeah. like in the culture moments. And that's why he built such an incredible community. So I think it's an amazing model. I hope other people do it in the future. And yeah. I think it's a really cool thing for PR to be thinking that way. I agree. I really do. And I love to hear that because like we spoke about earlier, it's like that traditional PR, those big PR houses, they're not, they haven't shifted like this fully. You know, they're really still much on the fashion calendar. They're very much so doing kind of their, you know, traditional approach. So I think bringing in that younger audience, that younger eye is only going to help them. And I really will say, I think that that is why I have been successful because I have not taken a traditional route to doing PR at all. It's been very much, you know, this, this is what's working and this is what we're going to do. We're going to continue to go with it. And there was never really a set kind of game plan with it. So I love to hear it. Amazing. For people listening right now, maybe on the flip side who are interested in becoming publicists, what's your best tip? Oh my gosh. I would say my best tip is honestly, I would, you have to really, really love what you do. I think that it's, it's a very, it's again, it's a very interesting, crazy world. And I think that the more that you experience, the better. I think that, you know, for me, I really started in, in, you know, small boutique agencies And then I had some experience in-house. I think having the, you know, ability to be able to kind of test the waters from big agency, small boutique agency in-house is very important because it's very, very different. And I think just finding, you know, again, relationship building, super, 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 super key. And just making sure that you're, you know, being, you know, front, very front facing and, Yeah. I mean, that was more than one tip, but yes, all of them. (laughs) I love it. Megan, thank you so much. This was such a fun conversation. I feel like I learned so much from you and I just loved hearing a little bit more intel in the PR world. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been so fun. Good. I'm so glad. Guys, if you want to follow Megan, she's at MVPR on Instagram, right? Underscore. Underscore. Underscore NYC. NYC. I knew that I knew there was an underscore in there. She has amazing brands on there. She's obviously always posting these incredible moments, all of her placements, new brand news. So go follow her. She's awesome. Thank you. Of course. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Friend of a Friend. Before you go, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at tiermedia.com. And for more behind the scenes of the show, visit us at friendofafriend.us and follow me at Liv Perez on Instagram. Don't forget the two Vs. See you next week.